Options Podcast. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Dialogue Options Podcast with your ever-faithful hosts, Joel McDonald. That is me, and as always, my very, very good friend and co-host, Mr. Kyron Morrison. How are you doing? Good, sir. Joel, I'm doing pretty well, thanks. Uh, I'm just having that Lovely. moment. You know when you put... Wait, so for... Um, I put in for leave for work, right? I put in for holidays, right. and I was like, "Yeah, okay, that that that's pretty close. That should be that should be enough time to to do the holidays." Then they got approved, and I instantly was just like, "Oh, so far away." <laughs> <laughs> four four weeks has never felt so long. <laughs> I'm like, I knew I should have done uh, it earlier, but it's too late now. But otherwise, I'm I'm quite well, thank you. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Yes, well, yeah, I'm I'm sort of doing pretty well as well. That's good. Um, it's uh, pretty chill at the moment. I finished my first placement block for my course. Nice. Got a, a bunch of shit I still got to do. I'm like N- procrastinating nice. on. <laughs> yeah, uh, I had a whole big technical issue with it, trying to edit PDFs before. Um, that was just it. Just makes me sad. Um, but apart from that, um, placement was really great. Uh, I went and saw Raya and the Last Dragon today with Ash. Nice. She's got a week off work. Mm, um, it was good. It, it, it's good. It's 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 fun. It's enjoyable. I like the action's really good. There's some really cool fight scenes in it. Um, the score was fantastic. I really enjoyed that. So one thing that really stuck out to me, and the visuals as well, it looks gorgeous. Um, but like, I, if you're looking for something to go see at the movies, if you're like, I want, just want to go see like a fun movie. 100% see Raya and the Last Dragon. If you've got kids and it's school holidays coming up and you're like, what do I take them to see? Uh, of the offerings, which is currently, I think, sit at uh, Raya and the Last Dragon, Tom and Jerry, and Peter Rabbit 2. Um, Slim both pickings. Of those, Slim yeah, pickings. Saw the trailers for both of those right before the movie. Um, and uh, yeah, Raya is like, a, it's a no-brainer like to go see. Uh, but yeah, like, if you watch the trailers and you're like, oh, I'm not really, I, I don't know, maybe I'll see it. Like, just wait. Like, it's it's good though. I I still had a really good time, and it was nice to go to the movies with Ash because we haven't been together. I don't think since, um, like before the lockdown last year. So yeah, it was good to go to the cinemas together again. Had the whole cinema to ourselves, so that was even better. Oh, it's the best when um, you get that situation. It's just so it's good. Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. I booked the tickets online. And it's like, here, pick your seats. And I'm like, we got smack bang in the middle in the row, like the row that I like. I'm like, sweet. There was like four other people that were going to be in the cinema. I'm like, that's fine. I can deal with that. Uh, And then we got there and then the trailer started and I'm like, people can still show up. And then the movie started, actually, no, technically the, the short before it started. And then uh, they didn't show up and I'm like, oh yeah, here we go. I don't have to be quiet now i can have a like conversation with that not that i'm like sitting there you know yeah, talking, like, about talking the for a movie no but you yeah you, you can if you want i don't have to mask my voice when i'm just like oh that's such and such from yeah you know like that kind of thing just speaking um, a little bit whispery yeah i'm just like oh that's interesting like you know um the the short before it was fun too it's called us again i think it's called um and it's just like about an, a, a couple who have been, you know, together for years and uh, it's all told sort of through dance and it's really mm. cool. I uh, actually, and it's got a cool little jazzy soundtrack to it and yeah, I quite enjoyed that. Um, but it was nice to get out and do that this afternoon, which was good. And cool. uh, But apart from that, 
I haven't even been playing that many video games, if I'm being completely honest with you. Um, life has just been getting in the way. Uh, but I mean, yeah. I've, I've only really been playing one video game, and I talked about mm. it last week, so I won't talk about that again. <laughs> uh, I did finish Strikers over the weekend, so once you're finished with that, we can sit down and break that baby down. But yeah, yep. it's, it's literally Valheim. So much Valheim, yep. I'm still keenly addicted to Valheim because the last couple of days I've got a couple of extra things under my belt that I can talk briefly about in our quest log but honestly now that I've finished Strikers and I'm still hooked on Valheim I'm really just hanging out for that sweet sweet Monster Hunter to drop this week oh baby reviews dropped today and they all were all saying some good things that Signs I wanted are to good. hear mm-hmm. so I'm I, I, I'm I'm yeah I was already excited for it and like hanging out for it, but now I'm like choo-choo, hype train, let's go. Um, ready to go pick my copy up on Friday. So I'm going to go like lock a copy away tomorrow at EB and, um, and prob- do all I, that business. I probably won't be able to play proper boy until maybe Sunday. I'm not too sure, but yeah, I will have a copy I'm- and I will try to play some beforehand, but it's going to be, it's going to be busy the rest of a week for me. So I'm not going to get much time with it, sadly. But I'm just yeah. going to be excited to have it in my hands and yes. have the option to hunt monsters. I'm I'm sort of in the same camp. I've got a busy weekend coming up, but uh, yeah, I'm I'm very excited for that. But I think, uh, le- w- with that said, I think we should maybe segue into the quest log. Mission completed. Quest log. The quest log is, of course, our what we've been playing segment of the show, where we come back to the table, bring back all our uh, gaming uh, habits and, and and things that we've been doing over the last week, and I discuss them on the show. Uh, and like I mentioned before, I have been playing Strikers when I've been playing anything, pretty much, um, which is not a lot. Uh, but from my understanding, I'm pretty close to finishing it. Uh, I'm still really enjoying it. Um, it's yeah, it's just a really good game. I'm really, really enjoying it. Um, apart from that, the only other thing that I've sort of dipped my toe into a little bit, um, Magic the Gathering launched in like uh like early access or something on phones. Um, so I downloaded that because I was like, ah, well, I I remember playing Magic and um played through some of the single player stuff, and I'm like, this is pretty fun. <laughs> like things be started careful. coming back to be me. Be careful, dangerous, dangerous know, road to I be know. going I'm, down. Well, because then, yeah, then, then I like you know took the next natural step and then downloaded Hearthstone and was like, I'll just go have a look at Hearthstone. I haven't played this in years. Um, and yeah, so I, I played through just before I played like a couple of the single player stuff um, that was available to me at the time. And yeah, it's it, it's the amount of content that game has is. Very impressive. Like for a deck building card game, like they've so obviously it makes a crazy bank, but like it's pretty cool that they've just been updating and putting these like single player things in. There's like a battle royale things called battle like like Hearthstone Battlegrounds or something like that, where it almost works like a auto chess game. And I was like, all right, you you're starting to speak my language here a little bit more. I'm kind of hooking the into my veins a little bit more um and then apparently later in the year there's there's going to be like a roguelike kind of slay the spire style mode that apparently is like the combat's 
like slightly more tactical as well. I'm like, okay, all right, let's fucking check that out when it eventually drops. Um, but yeah, I was just like, yeah. And I tried to play, the other thing I tried to play as well, I downloaded today, um, Puzzle Quest 3 came out in early access on phones as well. And I'm like, I haven't played a Puzzle Quest game in years. And those games are really fun. Uh, and it wouldn't work. <laughs> I couldn't get it to uh, load. Early access. That That's the road we're looking down now if we end up da- downloading the, uh, that, is it Magic Legends? Yeah. That, yeah actually, that's that's now in, recording. Yeah, in yeah. early access. But apparently it is rough. <laughs> yeah. When we finish recording, I might queue that download and um and have that ready to go just in case we decide to we could take a break from hunting monsters and just be like, let's go check this out for an hour and then go, let's come back to this in six months when it's a little bit more tighter. Like I'm curious um, to try it out, but I watched the uh Easy Allies stream as part of their fifth anniversary celebrations and they could yep. not get a multiplayer game going. <laughs> so it ended up being oh, just like like three or four of them playing individually, but only one of them you could see play, and you're like, oh, this isn't good, okay. but I mean, you know, yep. open beta, like it's a beta, so it's, yeah, it's it. going to be like, bumps, know. but still not ideal when you want to showcase this game. It's like Wizards of the Coast are making a big push for video games this year because we've got Dark Alliance coming out later as well. So, you know, it's Picked lots a bad of fun stuff time. like that. A bad real time, bad time. Man. Yeah, real bad time. Like coming out like a week or so after Back for Blood, that's going to be rough. Who knows? Who knows? In this crazy world, Back for Blood could be garbage, and Dark Alliance could be the the thing that we all need to like satisfy our co-op Maybe. needs. It's, it's not impossible, it, but, but. <laughs> yeah, I, I highly doubt it because yeah, everything that people have been saying about Back for Blood from playing like closed beta stuff is like it's fucking good, and it's left for dead, but with quality of life stuff, and I'm like. All right, in, I mean, let's in, go. In, 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 <laughs> That's what I want to hear. Uh, and some cool, like, gameplay mechanics. I'm like, sweet, awesome. I And I'm happy that Turtle Rock have got another go at, like, doing a multiplayer um, sort of co-op game after Evolve. <sighs> um, and, like, you can see, like, bits of Evolve in here as well with the big, big yep. monsters. I'm very yes. much looking forward to playing that in June. So keen. Yes. Uh, but that's about, that's about it for me. Uh, I haven't really been playing much at all. Um, yeah. What about you, Karen? Uh, well, like I said, still pretty slim pickings for me. Uh, again, mostly Valheim, Finnish Strikers, but I'm happy to, I'm going to shelve that until you're ready to talk about it. Mm-hmm. So recently I've been playing a few other things. One I started today, that I'm not going to talk about much, but I will hopefully have time to get into it in the future was I picked up a copy of Dragon Quest Eleven on Switch. Well, it's oh. marked for clearance at Big W's, which, by the way, if if you are... Go go to your local Big W, and if they've got a copy of Fire Emblem Three Houses left, buy it for 30 bucks. You can thank me later. Just want to get that out of the way right now. But, um, yeah, so I picked up Dragon Quest Eleven on Switch, a.k.a., you know, the superior version, uh, with a soundtrack that isn't just, like, really sort of grating MIDI sounds. Uh, right that yeah. was the first thing i noticed when i was playing i'm like oh orchestration <laughs> oh everything sounds nice my ears are not screaming at me so that was pleasant but apart from that i've also dipped my toes in the recently released next generation version of marvel's avengers uh not much Ooh. i haven't done the new hawkeye content yet uh because mostly <laughs> i haven't played this game since september so I put this game in. I'm like, how do I do anything? How do I fall? 
How do I play? Right. How, how do I? How do I avenge? Um, yep. So I've sort of been mostly just sort of because again, I also the other thing I noticed is um when I finished the game, I was just like, cool, see you later. So I've come back yeah. in now, and so many things are like, hey, your power is way too low. I'm like, all right, time to grind. Yep. So um, it's actually been quite nice to sort of get back into the swing of things and sort of figuring out how that game plays and being reminded just how fun the combat is, man. Like that game, game is really fun. I really want to believe in that game. It's just that they make it so hard sometimes. They make it really challenging. But uh, yep. the game is still fun. I'm happy to confirm. And you know what? Running on PS5, it now runs as intended, which is also That's- pleasant. A good sign. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, like like most next generation games, I guess like current gen now, um, it does have the performance or graphics options. So you can pick, if you want like the best graphics, you can get those at 30 frames per second, or you can take the, the performance one, which will give you 60, but it does look a bit, not, not, su- it's not s- ugly. It does look different. I can't even quite describe okay. how I describe the difference in detail. It's the, the main, most important thing is it still looks nice and it runs at a stable frame rate. And that's, for, again, for Avengers, like that is key, right? Because of course, on PS4, that game struggled at the best of times to just function. I mean, it's a brawler and there's so much fucking just particle things. effects and <laughs> shit go- and physics engines that are good going and off left, right and center. Like and robots it's... exploding, cars exploding, yeah. superheroes yeah. unleashing ultimates and just, it's crazy. Uh, and That's this- interesting to hear you say though about like the performance, uh, the like the frame rate mode being not as good to look at because yeah, I've, I, I I've sort even- of the, the 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 trend that I've sort of heard from people who most games that have that option they're like it's a little bit of a dip in quality but it's nothing really noticeable and like the sixty frames is like what you're here for like that's like it still it, it still looks nice and I again I can't even properly okay. describe what about it doesn't look right. But um, I will always take the frames. And again, it still looks good. Still like such good detail on so many of the characters and, you know, the helicarrier and the environments and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just got fun. Dual, dual sense integration now as well? It, it does. I turned it off. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, I also have currently got rumble off as well because it's a little bit too keen on the rumble. I'm like, all right, guys, let's Jesus. just reel in a bit here. Um, but yeah, it does have the adapter triggers. I tried it out with, um, again, I don't know if it has it for all the heroes. It has it for the obvious picks though. It has it for Hawkeye and Kate because they have bows. And that is the yeah. adapter trigger that I think developers have figured out the quickest. It's like, ah, we will tense the trigger when you draw the bow. It's like, yeah, that's exactly. that's how it works. I guess I get it. Um, but I haven't really noticed. I switched it off after that. Cause I'm like, I don't really want that in a brawler. Like yeah, you kind of want like light fingers for that. Sort yeah, of thing. I don't, and yeah. I don't want to. I'm like, I'm still scared that I'm going to break these triggers. I'm like, <laughs> some game is going to come along and be like, hey, do you want to use the adaptive triggers? And I'll be like, sure. And it'll be like a game where I've got to mash them, and it's just going to. I'm just scared, man. I, uh, I'm sure that Sony built them durable, but I just like like we were talking about just before we started recording. Like, you know what that game's going to be? It's going to be Death Stranding for the PS5. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, like when when Kojima <laughs> eventually. It's like, oh yeah, here's Death Stranding with like all these ridiculous uses of these this controller's yep. many facets. <laughs> you already had to like crab grip the controller at certain points in that game to, to walk, just yeah. function. Like, yeah, like I can I can yeah. imagine him loving using the um the triggers for like the shifting weight to left and right and just all sorts oh of my crazy God. things and like having to like wrench it down. Yeah, just like as it tenses up. But I'm just every time. Like you hear that click, I'm like, "Are you okay? You're fine. It's okay. You're good. Like you're a hundred and ten dollar controller. This isn't going to break you." But I'm still scared. 
Yeah, of um, course, yeah. You're in that, like, honeymoon phase when you get, like, a new expensive piece of tech where you're just, like, treating it carefully. Yeah. And you're, like, well, I also oh, had a dud PS5 out the gate as well, so... That too, yeah. Okay, so fair I'm, enough. I'm so you scared. had a double whammy. Of, and then yeah. I, I went through so many DualShock 4s, like, yeah. so many DualShock 4s. So, yeah, I'm just being very careful. But it does have the, it does make use of the adaptive triggers and the uh, the rumble. It was just a yep. bit too much for me, so I turned I turned off both of those things just for now, while I figure out how to play the game again. Um, right. Yeah. And I did it mostly because I did have to um to do to transfer your progress across. You have to have the PS4 ins- version installed, and you have to do like a save data transfer to then okay. put it into the PS5. So obviously, because my PS4, I'm like, well, I don't have Avengers on this. All right, I guess I'll install two versions of oh. Avengers on my PS5 to do this. Oh, uh, so while I was waiting for PS5 version to finish downloading, I'm like, I guess I'll run around a bit um, on Avengers, like PS4 on PS5. It still runs really nicely as well. Uh, obviously, there's never some of the improvements that the PS5 version has, but the game performs better, which is good. Mm-hmm. But um, there was just a couple of moments where the game would sort of hang on Rumble for a bit long. Like there are points where I'm like, this controller has been rumbling for about 10 solid minutes. Yeah, okay. I think I think I might switch this off on PS5 because again, it runs really well, but there are weird little glitches. Nothing major, okay. but like sometimes a menu will just hang, and you're like, "Are you frozen?" No, you're fine. Okay, good. Okay, but it 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 sometimes hangs just long enough to make you go, "Am I am I quitting?" No. It, okay, we're good. We're good. Do I have to get up and like, yeah, am I- <laughs> turn off my PS5? What's happening here? The, the console. Yeah, I just want to know, but uh. Yeah, it is nice to be back and sort of just running around as those heroes again. Uh, I've messed around briefly with Kate and Hawkeye, and they are fun. But yeah, again, I still just don't know if it was the best choice to have back-to-back bow users right. as your first two characters. Yeah, uh, but they they do they definitely are slightly different, and you know it's fun changing arrowheads and all that. And Kate's got her teleporting, and Hawkeye seems pretty agile as well. Mm. But um. Definitely keen to get back into them and maybe get into the story for those two characters. Like, haven't yep. done that yet. So that's that's cool. on the board, but I know it's also brief. So it's I'm like just, five hours there. You've got really Yeah, man. Lined that's up. like a night, yeah. right? Ooh. It's a full night of Avengers Ooh. right there. Yeah. And I'm caught up until Black Panther comes later in the year. Oh, God. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's that's Avengers. It's, it's fine. It's cool having it run properly on PS4. The other thing I've sort of dabbled with briefly also just recently dropped, and that is the fourth season for famously dead game full guys yeah dead game <laughs> dead game guys nah, i hate none of variety every time i dead see those game. comments i'm like i hate you so much <laughs> this is clearly why your game is dead right now time to fuck play more off. fall guys <laughs> yeah like fuck off as if it's dead they've got like have you seen how many licensing agreements they've got for fucking costumes in this game fucking everyone wants a piece of this like they found their the nook out. and have now nestled into it so good for mm-hmm. them yeah um, absolutely but yeah, so season four started this week, which is future themed. It is uh, Four Guys four oh four one. It added a bunch of stuff. Most most prominently, it added a, obviously a, a whole new season ladder, which has some pretty cool unlocks in there. Most notably, a um, Among Us skin, which is obviously very well timed. And it also yes. includes uh, seven new maps and like new squad modes as well, which are just another cool way to sort of team up with your buddies and get shards to go towards earning crowns, which is neat. Um, that's, right. that's great yeah you also have daily challenges now as well so when you yes. log in you have like little daily challenges on the left and usually there's there's one for is it fame fame levels you up isn't it yep. yeah so there's one that'll reward you with fame and then others will reward you with shards and they're usually tied to like like for example today i had 
my second one for some shards was like qualify in to round two in a squad. And I was like, okay, that's not too bad. Okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just again, little things to sort of work towards crowns. But yeah, obviously there's been new maps that are the main selling point of this new season. I, the sci-fi crazy direction they've gone is just so cool because they've yeah. just gone like nuts with some of these maps, man. Like, <laughs> like specifically lots of like gravity manipulation, which is just messing with my head so often. That's what I've heard. Um, a, lot of, a lot of like low grav stuff, and I'm like, yeah, awesome. <laughs> low, low grav, high grav, like and like uh, buttons that can toggle them back and forth. Uh, so I'll, I'll run through the list of maps. I haven't done them all. Like looking at this list, I definitely haven't done at least one of them. So there's basketball, which you can piece together what that is. It's basically basketball. Yep. Pretty self-explanatory. Uh, yep. you obviously split into teams and there's just, and it, just balls in the middle. And your goal is to grab a ball and just run for the enemy team's basket, which is in a low grab zone. So you sort of jump really high oh, to get it in cool. the basket. It's really cool. And obviously, because there's there's only a set amount of balls, so some people just have the inevitable role of, you know, defending and chasing down. It's actually quite yep. fun. As far as team goes, games go, I think it's one of the ones I've hated the least. It but that like could the most change. Ba- one of the most balanced-ish yeah. ones, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think it's still so, sort of rewarding, if, even if you just find that one blue player, and you're like, I'm just holding you, dude. You're not scoring anything with this ball because I'm just <laughs> holding you here. And you're going to drop it, and you're going to grab it again, and I'm just going to grab you again. And sh- this is just what we do now. This is our game. Um, <laughs> we are hugging. Exactly. Deal with it. Skyline Stumble is like another one of the... Um, it's like one of their sort of run-of-the-mill races where there's just chunk of an obstacle, checkpoint, obstacle, checkpoint, and all that. Some really yeah. cool obstacles on this one. It's got, um, it's got again, some low-grav zones where you sort of jump across a gap onto a little platform and then up to another platform and up to the top. And you're like, oh, that sounds easy with low gravity. And I say to you, what if they were throwing like little fucking sat- satins across the gap? And if you time your jump wrong, you will hit that satin and you're like, oh, this is low grav. And you're just, you're done. Like you'll just you get, s- get sailed sent- off course and you're done. You get sent to satin. That's Basically, you- yeah. <laughs> um, really fun way to sort of get that. Cause I got that pretty much straight away. And it really did help me. Like having that as the very first obstacle, I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm already sort of across this gravity thing, which All is right, good. Because cool. that's probably the biggest change in some of these maps is how it manipulates gravity. Um, and then there's like light bridges that sort of, so there's, I think there's four or five. And basically when there's a bridge on, the ones adjacent are off and then they'll flick on. And then you've got like a second or two to jump from one bridge to the other before the one that you're on vanishes and it just sort of rotates. Nothing, uh, nothing yes. too complicated, but yes, yes, I've played Mario 3D World. Like, <laughs> <laughs> exactly, yeah, I understand Again, this. <laughs> so much of, so much of four guys and their maps is like, oh yeah, I played Mario. I'm familiar. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, it's great. <laughs> it's, I mean, me, you know, it works, and like, the, it's not like they're stealing or anything. They're putting their own spin on exactly pretty much everything else exactly. in the game. So it's um, yeah. Probably my favorite part of uh, Skyline Stumble is the end part where. You basically have a choice. You can go to either left or right and just go into some low grab zones and slowly jump up three platforms and then a conveyor belt working against you to qualify. Or if you decide to go up the middle, they've got um pinball bumpers set up oh, to sort God, of like yes. flip you up and they, they sort of go on their own timing. But, um, you know, if you're feeling bold and you've maybe got a good lead, you can use those to sort of flip up to the top. Which sort of, I guess it comes out about the same because when you're doing the slow jumping and then the conveyor belt, that does take considerable time. Yep. So um, I can definitely see that making the difference if you're good at it and you've got those yep. mechanics down and you're like, maybe I'm going to get knocked out. You can use that middle path. 
Yep. Um, Hoverboard Heroes is one I haven't done. It sounds like from okay. what I've read, though, it's sort of like uh, Block Party, where you're on a hoverboard and there's just obstacles that you've got to survive. The right. Gauntlet. Power Trip. Oh, which one's Power Trip? I'm going to quickly look this up, because if it's the one I think it is, because one of my favorite ones is actually basically Splatoon, to be honest. Right. There's okay. one where you have both... T- it's, again, it's another team game. Yeah, this is that one. Okay. So this is basically you've got two teams and they have batteries and just floor panels in front of you. And your goal is to pick up a battery and just run. And basically when you touch a panel, it changes to your team's color. And you've got a tracker on the top. And it's just Splatoon. Yep. <laughs> it's All right, just Splatoon. Cool. Yep. I'm into that. Yeah. It doesn't really need much more explanation than that. But okay. um, it's fun. Then, oh man, actually, I nearly thought I hadn't done this one, but I think I did it today. The next one is, uh, it's just called Big Shots. <laughs> Big Shots is another sort of obstacle one. You sort of are on a a balance board that it's sort of tilting left or right based on, you know, where people are. And there are just cannons in front of you and they just barrage you with shit. <laughs> cool. Awesome. And your goal is to just not fall in the slime. <laughs> right. Yep. Okay. Um, again, nothing too complicated, but it was definitely fun. Again, just having planets shot at you, you're like, oh God. And again, because it's four guys, if you fall over and that, that balance board's tipping, it's like, that might be it for you. <laughs> I did see in the patch notes though that they did they have sort of tweaked how the beams are like their, their like collision time and and how much it takes to knock them over and things like that and I was like okay that's, that's good because that was I haven't I haven't really noticed it but I have been trying to not fall over as much because it is usually a death right. trap <laughs> yep yep exactly um, and then the last new one is called uh, roll on which is basically roll out, but turn into a race, which again is way more interesting than roll out. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like roll out's good. Like roll out's one of those ones where you're like, cool. You can watch like two seconds of that and go, I understand this. Like, and that's, yeah. that's the whole shtick of four guys. Like it's like anyone can pick this up and play it. Really? Mm. There's like, there's a, a stick and two buttons that you have to worry about really when it exactly. comes down to it and everything else, like, Everything else is explained to you in the game just by watching other people run ahead of you or just by experimenting. And that's what the beauty of this game is. is Anyone can pick it up and play it and and have a fun time and win too. Anyone can win. Like it's... I actually missed one as well. (laughs) Oh, okay. I missed one, which is... Did I mention... I don't think I mentioned Short Circuit, did I? I don't think I did. Uh, No... you mentioned the one that was Splatoon. That was yeah. So that's that's um that's Power Trip. Yeah. So Short Circuit right. is a new sort of it's a race, but it's it's um it's a bit different. It's got you got to do two laps around this this map. Okay. So it's it's a, it's a race, but two laps of just like getting through obstacles and just not getting knocked out. Okay. Some of the obstacles are crazy. Uh, again, lots of low gravity stuff. Lots of um, like you know, wall guys with the big pushable blocks. So the first area of that is like you've got to run into this area and there's blocks you can climb onto and push, but you can also run around them underneath, which is okay. fine unless someone's pushing them and suddenly you're just getting yours of this beam getting squished in between. Ah, uh, like, uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So, um, yeah, and it's, it was also very fun. Once uh, again. So in terms of like the existing game, so the games from previous seasons, they stick around, don't yeah, they? Yeah, they're still in there. So all like season, yeah. like all the medieval stuff, all the snow stuff is still there. Yeah. 
Do they do they get a bit of a, a like a like a eighties theme or like a cyberpunky future retro uh, makeover to them as well? Or no, unfortunately, they stay sort of mm. the same, which is a bit of a bummer. But I, you know, I guess I sort of get it. Yeah, because um, like even when the third season happened, a lot of those maps stayed the same. But um, I have right. seen some crazy just mutations for some existing maps. I don't know if they've already existed, but. What is oh I'm trying to think of really I saw a, a just a crazy one for some reason so I saw a um a memory match that had a penguin on it and the penguin fell on a slime so I don't know if it actually did anything but there right. was a penguin when I was like that you pick up for the penguin mini game it was running around yeah. the little memory board I'm like what do you do here are you anything but yeah it fell on a slime so I don't think we ever found out but okay. I'm like is this a thing if I grab this penguin am I can I just like walk on nothing I don't know maybe I can it's four guys anything's hmm. possible. <laughs> I mean, but, yeah, um, like fucking who knows with that game. Exactly. It, it's it's great. I I look must admit I haven't played it all that much since like the the initial like burst of it. I've popped in here and there. Um but yeah, I was like I it was always like in the times where I was playing something else that I was really into and because I was like yeah. I've got these 3 hours tonight where I can play a game. And I want to play that game that I'm making progress in that I'm I'm really enjoying. So um that was where I was at with that. But this new season's um very it's, intriguing and it's maybe, such a good theme, right? That's the kicker. Yeah. I love yep. the medieval theme. The snow theme I didn't I wasn't super crazy on. And I think it <laughs> bitterly so much of it came that back down to the fact it was like, hey, Winter Wonderland. I'm like, I'm in Australia, I'm sweating, man. Yeah. Think of me. Yeah. yeah. That was <laughs> um, like this is this is not on brand for us right now. Exactly, but I also just didn't uh, play much of season three. But I do, I do want to play more of this season because I I love the new maps. There's a lot of stuff I want to unlock in the um, the, like the ladder, mm-hmm. and it's just Fall Guys is such a fun game to fall back on. It is like when you just like oh let's just jump in and play a couple of rounds. It's so easy for that, and then that could turn into <laughs> three or four hours of just like oh shit, where did the time go? Or you know, just having laughs with your friends and things like that. It's a fun game. Absolutely. But uh honestly that's really about all I've got in my in my pocket Woo! for what I've played. Sure unless you want to hear old... unless you want to hear the story about man, I was playing Valheim and <laughs> I again I won't talk about this game because I've I'll tell you this very quick story. Um we're very slowly making our way up the tech tree, and I was just like, you know, I'm just off wandering and like I sometimes if if it's like house building and like farming going, I'm like, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna walk. But I yep. strayed too far and I found a biome that I should not be in. And I found a thing called a Deskido, and it just, like, it poked me and I died. I'm like, okay, well, my corpse is there now, so I need to go get that stuff oh, back. Oh, no. Managed to retrieve it, but it was it was quite the little adventure to get back there in one piece and to get my stuff and come back in one piece. I mean, it does what it says on the tin, right? Like, yeah, it's a Deskido, man. It is what yeah. it is. It delivered death, and I'm like, okay, well, you got so, me. <laughs> considering I've, like, I've, I've sort of set aside a couple of games I'm going to trade towards Monster Hunter to get it a little bit cheaper. I'm thinking maybe I might pick up some uh, some Steam credit. What can and I say? I think, I'm, I think I'm going to buy Valheim. I've been thinking about it all week. Actually, it, since the last time we talked on, on the show about it, I was just like... It crawls into your head and then just stays yeah. there, man. It's, it's really like, fun. I'm curious I'm, about it. And yeah. there's something special about sort of being in the zeitgeist, right? Like, people have been like reporting seeing things in the game and I'm like, oh, oh wait, no, I saw that. Like I don't know, it's a 
it's probably not a spoiler. Fuck it, who cares? Um, yep. at, at night, people had started seeing like a hooded figure with one glowing eye. I'm like, okay, well, that's Odin. Just like standing at a distance, like watching them. And I was like, wow, that sounds really cool. Maybe. And then the other night I was playing it and it was there. I'm like, shit, man. Hey, what's up? <laughs> and like, if you, if you go, if you go towards him or shoot him or anything, he'll just disappear. disappear. But he just sort of watches you and you're like, uh, well, you're clearly Odin. Like, I know enough about Norse mythology to piece this together. It's and like, then that- shit, yeah. Shit, they're like alluding to for future stuff. Like, oh, yeah, well, that's the thing, right? Um, and Love the other, it. like, I've wondered people have been reporting is during storms, they've reported seeing a figure flying through the sky. I'm like, <gasps> man, like, there's it's again, it's something sort of special about being in this game, even though it's early access. And I know I'm gonna hit a point where I'm like, okay, well, the other biomes aren't fleshed out, so I guess I have to hit pause here. Sort yeah. of why I, I held off on Subnautica Below Zero, which comes out soon, thankfully, so I can play that. But this one's just, there's enough here that I haven't regretted jumping in early access and it's just, it's fun. And I like Valheim a lot. Yeah, I think I'm, uh, yeah, all right, I think I'm going to do that. Actually, you know what? When I go in and pre-order my copy of Monster Hunter tomorrow, I might buy the Steam credit then. <laughs> well, if you need to show up for some early, like, Valheim sessions, just let me know. Oh, I'm absolutely going to need that. <laughs> 100%. But yeah, that's um, legitimately, that's like it for what I've been playing. I have not been playing much else besides that. Wonderful. When I've got a chance. <laughs> <laughs> well, wonderful. With our quest log out of the way for another week, a very short one this week, but uh, I'm sure next week we'll probably have a lot more to say because we'll probably put some time into Monster Hunter. Um, we'll give some early impressions on that for sure. But I think without further ado, it is time to move into the bonus round. Bonus round. Uh, our bonus round is our sort of, you know, whatever goes, goes segment of the show where... Multi-purpose. Um, we just bring it... Exactly. Let's, you know, we, we sort of adapt the rules to, to suit what we want to do this uh, in, in that particular week. Uh, this week, we've got a whole bunch of new stuff that all didn't seem like dope or nope. Like, we all... It's stuff that we kind of want to, like dive into and have a look at we, we will um, we will work on integrating news back in <laughs> it's just yeah 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 i think yeah we'll, we'll have to figure a way out about doing that um but yeah a couple of headlines just to sort of kick things off this week uh one a bit of a downer one uh disco elysium uh final cut has been refused classification in australia so God. this is pretty yeah so this is pretty you know, relevant to us because, you know, surprise, surprise, we live in Australia. Um, Extra relevant for me because I want to tell everyone to play Disco Elysium because that game is incredible. That was my next statement. I was like, 50% of this podcast is also super relevant too because they are a fan of this game It's so good, man. It's this, this bums me out so much. And then like, if you've got a PC... It's not too late. Quick, go get on, go st- get get on Steam. Buy it before I guess the classification board tells Valve to pull it down because they're just like selling an unrated game. <laughs> yeah. So this this uh the final cut was supposed to be slated for release on PS4 and it was <laughs> it was PS4 and PS5 confirmed, but it was also meant to come to like everything eventually i think switch yeah, was definitely yeah. in the in the naming i feel like i don't know for sure but xbox must have been and the mm. update was meant to be free for existing owners and i guess the final mm-hmm. cut would replace that version on storefronts yeah 
Um, and it had it adds like a full oh man yeah. voice acting as well, full and, voice acting, yeah. new areas, new scenarios, just like a bunch yeah. of stuff. <laughs> yeah, um, it's a shame. I it, when this comes, it's like, so good. If we're yeah. allowed to play it, if if our goody goody gumdrops, good old government allows us to play it, and it comes to Switch, I'm definitely gonna check this out. But, um. Yeah, so it's been refused with classification. Uh, just really quickly, we'll read the uh, why it was cla- um, refused classification. Uh, it's classified in accordance with the National Classification Code video- uh, Computer Games Table 1 as computer games that depict, express, or otherwise deal with matters of sex, drug, misuse, or addiction, crime, cruelty, violence, or revolting or abhorrent phenomena in such a way that they offend against the standards of morality, decency, and proprietary general- generally accepted by reasonable adults to the extent that they should not be classified. Wow, did someone so- call the fun police? <laughs> Yeah, basically. Like, like, I mean... As someone who's played this game, it definitely... Look, it, it has drug use and it definitely has some questionable themes. But it's... The game is so... It's oh, it's so weird, right? It's not like it's offensive. It's not like... I mean, again, personally, I guess for me, I didn't play Disco Elysium. And it was like, right, well, time to go get some drugs. Like, yeah, and I know that's like super like, like watering it down. It's obviously a very serious issue, but... Yeah, I don't know, man. This game, from, I played it, and I really don't think it should be held back for this reasoning. Uh, it tells I mean, such a good story, and the world is so... It's it's this, it's just so good. It's, I mean... From someone who's played it, right? So, like, compared to, like, movies or TV shows that you've seen, have you seen... How many things have you seen that deal with similar situations? Maybe not in the same way, it's but tricky. Like, it's tricky, right? Because the big thing that gets video games is, I guess, the interactivity, right? Right. Like, obviously, yeah. a lot of this stuff is in movies, but I guess it's a bit different when you're controlling the character and then you use the drug and then you get a reward for using the drug. So, like, yeah, it's it's tough. Like, I, but at the same time, like, I don't know. We have an R eighteen plus rating for a reason. Yeah, I and don't know. Just like. Wh- what's the point like it was such a it felt like such a big victory when that happened and we were like finally like it's been taken seriously here Mm. and like there are like especially state-wise there are like states that are really sort of getting behind games as you know ways to educate people or just supporting them with funding and and treating them like uh, you know uh, the other art forms like film and television and music and and theater and things like that and just this seems like such a step backwards of all of that. Yeah, you know what I mean, it's 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 ridiculous, and it just I think a classification yeah. system needs to be looked at again. I guess, which I, I do see that Ron Curry, who was the chief executive of the Interactive Games and Entertainment Association, is uh, looking at pushing. Um, just like, yeah, I guess we're going to do this dance again, right? <laughs> I don't want to judge a book by its cover, but like, is there a picture of him in this article or anything like that? Or Ron Curry? Yeah. Have you not heard of Ron Curry is a champ, man. You should follow him on Twitter. Yeah. He's yeah. he's on our side, right. basically. <laughs> Sweet. Awesome. I Fucking honestly reckon legend. you probably recognize his account. I'll, you know what? I'll very quickly link you to his account because you'll, re- you'll probably recognize his Twitter picture when you see it. Like, it's just, you would have seen him get retweeted or like added or something. Okay. All right. Oh, yep. yeah. Yeah. Okay. See. Yep. Yeah. So that. Sweet. Yeah. Definitely give yep. him a follow. He's um. He's a good dude. Done. I will do that now. Um. Yeah. Like. I mean. 
it's it's it baffles the mind. It's just um, it's yeah, it's a bummer because and especially because the game was like so. I, I was talking at a friend friend of a show who's been on who was on the seven remake episode with us Ben Ben. He's been talking to me about this game because I I champion this game. Everyone, if you really like um, narrative RPGs, you definitely have to play this game. Like it's just not even yeah. this isn't even optional. This is compulsory. So obviously he's very keen on playing it, and he was just messaging me, being like, "It was meant to be out in March. Where is it?" I'm like, "Well, it was, there's still a week. It could still happen." And then Sony had their little indie thing they did last week when they had a bunch of like announcements, like small announcements. And obviously Disco Elysium Final Cut was among them and was like, okay, cool. Yep. It's coming out March 31st. I'm like, sweet. That's like less than two weeks away. Excellent. Don't even have to wait that long. I love this like short gap between announcement and release. And then Australia's like classification board just goes, nah, actually banned. Nah. Sorry. Don't tell them that I played 24 hours on PC. They might come to my house and I don't know, take me away or something. I don't know. You might have to go to like, I don't know. I don't fucking know. It just... It's just a bummer. It feels... Like, it's just it, outdated. It's a, it's a bummer, but it's also like... You can tell that the attitudes behind the people who are making these decisions is that, you know, they still very much see video games as something for children. Yeah. A lot and of- that is just simply not the case anymore. Like, I mean... Yes, there are lots of games for children, and I also I also don't want to play group, a lot of video games. Like all of the classification board is part of a problem. Like I'm no, sh- no, 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 no. Right? Uh, uh, yeah, uh, it's I'm being super reductive. Yeah, here, but uh, clearly uh, whoever's calling like, the shots or like making like making decisions, there's enough of them a majority to make this vote, a thing. Yeah, so, yeah. If it's a majority vote thing, the people who are in the majority are like the ones I'm like refer like referring to here. It's like tr- um, yeah, treating video games a bit differently. It's it's like yeah, I don't. I don't get it. Like how many times do like people have to do studies and, and things and say, there's no link. There is no fucking link. Like, you know what I mean? If someone does something that is unsavory and, and again, I'm being very reductive there, but like if someone does something that is illegal and, and is morally corrupt and all that kind of thing, uh, there are other things before video games that you should probably look at. There is you know? uh, plenty of corrupt morality going on in our governments currently. Fucking so exactly. Just how saying. many of them are queuing up to play Disco Elysium? Like fucking uh, anyway. It just it really boils my blood. And, yeah, it's, and, yeah, it's a massive I'm, shame. I'm also the type of person that really finds it hard to articulate things like that when I get mad about things like that. I'm just like, but it just it's it's stupid. Yeah. It's dumb. Well, like, because you look at their reasoning and you're like, okay, but also no. I don't know. Yeah. I I like, will I will continue championing championing this game, and I want to believe this will resolve itself. Otherwise, I better make sure I've got it downloaded on my PC. <laughs> and then it's okay. You yeah. can all just come to my house. Um, you can just play it. Yeah. Play it here. It's like it took me like 25 hours to finish it, so it should be pretty good. Just block out a weekend. It'll be fine. Hey, if you if you want to extort people, which apparently is you know one of the things that like the Australian government is fine oh, with man. as well, but like you know or like you know take advantage of people in situations, uh, you could just charge people to come to your sure house could, to play man. it. Like I, um, I'll be very curious to see if the if the final cut update comes out first. <laughs> if that if that well true if the final cut patch comes out and I can just download it, excellent. And worst case scenario, just go to GOG and download a DRM free yeah. version. Because this is also one good old games where it's just like, hey man, you can just pay pay fifty dollars for this game and you just got it. 
Here's here's the game. What what do you yep. what DRM do I have? None. Just suck it on a USB drive, yep. give it to whoever you want, man. It's all cool. No <laughs> questions asked here. Um yeah, anyway, like it's yeah, before yeah, we like, get I just it before we get to I, I guess I, I get too fucking it sucks because I was I was looking forward to even more people jumping in on the on the um, Disco Elysium praise in like a week and a half, right. and none of my friends can do it, and that sucks. Yep, that sucks because I love this game. Anyway, that's a absolute garbage. Uh, on to some uh, uh, the other little headline that I saw pop up today that is definitely much more lighthearted uh, and relevant to uh, a game that's coming out in a couple of days' time as of recording. Uh, and that is, uh, there's a Japanese company that has created their own Monster Hunter holiday for their employees for the release of Monster Hunter Rise on well, Friday here. But, you know, I'm... Japan's pretty kind of, close to us. So they'll, yeah, they'll be Friday I think as well. very similar. Um, but yeah, so uh, Tokyo-based VR studio Mark On um, basically the, uh, have come out and said that so many of their employees were taking time off on this day. Uh, and clearly it was for Monster Hunter, um, they were just like, all right, cool, fuck it. Everyone gets the day off. Um, which, you know what? Great. So, so jolly, dude. Like, you can tell, like, like when I hear VR, I'm like, you guys clearly have your finger on the pulse for games. So, yeah. Yep. Like, you know what? Day off, everyone. Play Monster Hunter exactly. or don't. Uh, otherwise, uh, let's, the, let's hunt. <laughs> uh, yeah, the executive, Jack Masakai, uh, formally announced this on Friday because of the uh, announced that this Friday, but because of the release of Monster Hunter Rise, staff will probably not be able to focus on their work. Thus, this day is officially a Monster Hunter holiday, giving workers a nice three-day weekend. Um, yeah, he respect. Like, Twitter there's nothing, well. um, nothing worse. Than, and a new game comes it, out, and I'm just like thinking about it all day, just all day. I yeah. remember the day Persona I mean, Five came out. Oh yeah. I I remember the day because I couldn't think about it. I, I I mean I was kind of thinking about it, but I I picked my copy up and I went got on a train to go record a podcast talking about Persona Four Golden for, for three hours or something in the afternoon uh, before I got to go home and play Five. But um, but yeah, that was you know slightly easier, I guess. Um, yeah, but for apparently sure. it, it also says here that um, uh, Maskai noted on Twitter as well that. It applies to all employees, but it does not apply to top-level execs like himself. Oh. So, you know, they're still going to be going into the office. I they're going to be playing Monster Hunter. No one's going to be there. <laughs> they're gonna, all of them are going into work, and they're just going to sit around and, and play, play Monster Hunter, Hunter while they're at the office. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I just – I love that. I, I love the, that whole idea of – I mean, Japan's work ethic and work culture is – you know, that's a whole other kettle of fish and things to discuss. Like, I know we had a headline um, that I'm not going to bring up, but it was about, um, oh, I'm blanking on her name from Tango Gameworks. Uh, we all, we yeah. all loved her. Uh, I, I know exactly who you're talking about. Who is it? Uh, hang on. Oh, it starts with I. It's uh, I- Ikumi Nakamura. Ikumi Nakamura. Yep. Yeah. There we go. Citing, she cited work stress as part of a reason why she left Tango. She's now forming a new studio, so you know, exciting things yes, ahead. But like saying saying she wants to do um like darkly comedic games. Bring I'm it like, on. I'm fucking here for that. Get, get a <laughs> get a team up going with Sweary, man. Do it. Make it happen. Oh shit. 
We need the Holy Trinity of her, Sweary, and Suda. And Suda? Perfect. Make it happen. The whole... That is the Triforce of fucking auteur weird bullshit Let's games. Let's do it. Like, fucking, I'm down for that. Um, but yeah, I I do like the way that Japan treats the release of games as such a big deal. Like, there was always that whole joke of like, anytime a new Dragon Quest game comes out, it was like a public holiday. For oh, that's the, crazy. Like, they the love the entire it. of Japan. Like, they love their Dragon Quest so much. But the newest Yakuza game basically is based around Dragon Quest. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it is a Dragon Quest game <laughs> disguised as a Yakuza game. Um, but yeah, that was a fun little headline that, I, that popped up, and I was like, you know what? That that might be a good palate cleanser after talking about the shit show that is <laughs> Disco Elysium. Classification board. Refuse classification. Um, let's keep the good vibes going, though. Uh, last week, uh, good vibes for the, most, for the most part, but yeah. Uh, last week, Square Enix put on uh, a, I guess it's the first time they've done one of these uh, under this title. Like, Did they have one last year? Maybe. I'm trying to think. I'm blanking. Anyway, it's it's relatively, you know, basically Square Enix did a direct and they called yeah. Square Enix Presents. Um, so yeah, it's like call what it showcase. is, right? It's definitely a direct. <laughs> it's a hundred percent a direct. It's, um, it was, uh, hosted by Matt Mercer, um, had some really fucking cool, like graphics packages to like transition between the announcements and things like the, the visual style of it all. I was like, this is really cool. Like, and how it incorporated stuff from the games that they were talking about. I'm like, all right, if you put a bit of money into this, you know? It's, it's, I, I don't mind this bit of time and effort. Uh, but yeah, so it was about 40 minutes or so. Um, they talked about a whole bunch of new things. Um, this is this article I've got is not in order. So um, maybe we'll just get all the lightning ro- rod, uh, the, the lightning round things out of the way first. Sure. Um, so it, they talked about Tomb Raider celebrating uh, the, what is it, 25th? 25th anniversary. anniversary. Yeah. Yeah. Of Tomb Raider, and they were doing a whole bunch of stuff. They're basically re-releasing um, the reboot Tomb Raider trilogy. Yeah, uh, which was which was leaked. Which was leaked. It was yes. Uh, it is the definitive Survivor trilogy. Um, so you can get Tomb Raider, Rise of the Tomb Raider, and Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Um, and it's yeah, coming out soonish. It's fine. They're doing a whole bunch of other stuff as well. Um. Yeah, there's a net, there's an anime Netflix, Netflix yeah. anime coming. Yeah, like a, a show, sure. Yeah, sure, why not? Um, anyway, uh, just cause mobile, whatever. I nah. probably I'll, I'll check it out just for shits and giggles, but I'm not gonna, I'm not excited for it or anything like that by any any stretch of the imagination. Uh, there was also a Hitman, um, Sniper Assassins. Yeah, I think that one was confusing. I had to. I was guessing on that one for a while. Cause I'm like, this really feels like Hitman, but also Hitman belongs to IO Interactive, and you know they mm. they amicably split off, and Square let them keep the Hitman IP. But I guess they have an agreement. They've worked out an agreement where Square can release a mobile Hitman game. It was just so weird. They they have before. So there's um um uh, Hitman Sniper the, those... Sniper Missions or whatever it's called. W- were they still with um, Square at that point, or were they separated then as well? I think they might have been still there, but that made them heaps of money. Oh yeah, basically. Oh, yeah. So they, I think maybe in the agreement of like you can do whatever you want with Hitman on consoles and shit like that, but we're keeping the mobile shit. Uh, and this looks like it's going to be like there was nothing in the trailer, but it looked like it's going to be like multiplayer and stuff like that. Maybe like co-op stuff. 
because there's like four hitmen opening a sniper case and putting together a sniper rifle and things like that. Um, Space Invaders AR. Fucked if I know what that's going to be, but again, I might check it out out of curiosity, but whatever. I'm not going to be waiting with bated breath for that. It's so funny because every now and again, Square reminds me of it's like, oh, hey, we own Tato by Tato by the way, which means we're in Space yeah. Invaders. I'm like, oh, that's right, because you had that really crazy one on the DS, I think, like Space Invaders, Space Invaders Extreme, which was yeah. just like, it was like the Pac-Man Championship Edition sort of release where it's just yes. crazy loud thumping music insane yep. visuals i'm like whoa that's right you're in space um, invaders and bubble bubble fucking do another groove coaster i think that was them as well that was Taito as well groove i think coaster it was, was yeah awesome. it was because it was all space invader shit like it fucking groove coaster kicked ass and i would love like a switch version of that holy shit um with some like a whole bunch of different music and stuff anyway i digress uh we got another look at bell and wonderworld and I still could not give a pass, fuck about this game. Hard pass. Holy this shit. Biggest, most definitive passes on that game. Oh, boy. Um, and I'll back that up with another big pass from you. They spent far too much time talking about it, but I guess they're really excited because it's coming out soon. Uh, we've got a whole bunch of new Outriders information. Here's the thing, right? I played the Outriders demo. I haven't even bought it to Questlog yet. Um, yeah. The I, game I is said, okay. I, we talked about it a couple of weeks ago, and you were like, oh, yeah, it's on... It's on PS4 as well. Maybe you should download it. I was like, oh, yeah, I'll go download it after we finish talking. I didn't do that. Uh, I just remembered then that I was like, oh, yeah, I was going to do that. Yeah, well, and, like, uh, here's the thing. I completely forget I've got the demo installed, but it keeps getting patches, and that's what reminds me. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. I played the Outriders demo. There's nothing, just a sidetrack for a second, there's nothing worse when you forget that you've got something installed on Until your a patch comes and it gets an update, and you're yeah. like, fuck you. you I just thought I deleted space you. That I- <laughs> Motherfucker, yeah. I mean... I, I just get irrationally angry when that happens. I mean, personally, I, yeah. I was sitting on Cyberpunk. I had that sitting on my PS5 for ages, because, like, when that 1.2 patch drops is when I will be able to jump in. Yeah. And then I saw their blog post sort of teasing 1.2, and I was reading through what it was adding. I'm like, maybe 1.3. I might delete 1. you. 1.3. <laughs> I'll delete you. I'll, I will spare my PS5 at, like, 120 gigabytes. <laughs> yeah, I... I bounced mine off there as well i'm like I, at this stage i'm gonna play it when i get a ps5 which is Man, gonna be in like six years time it's still funny to me that the game is not available digitally on ps on playstation it, it really, just doesn't it exist isn't. just doesn't exist that's crazy to me yep anyway that's, that's um, a dumb thing <laughs> anyway let's talk about the things that we actually do care about um where do you want to start with this should we start with some let's, avengers let's start with the smallest one which is avengers it's very short yep. and sweet mm-hmm so we got to look at, um, I mean, they went into a whole bunch of detail and showed a whole bunch of footage of like the he, Hawkeye DLC. Just so much of coming out perfect. Which is coming out like that day. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, really bizarre. But, uh, yeah, we got to see uh, Clint in action. And it looks pretty cool. But also, okay, sure, why not? We got um, a content roadmap, Joel. We got a content roadmap. roadmap. We got we got a scaled back content roadmap in the actual presentation until they put up a blog post later on with the actual one that has all the information in it. Um, there's much more. I actually didn't pull that up. I've got um, it. I've got it here. I'm pretty sure. I do. So um, I'll go through it real quick. I won't. I won't dwell on it too long. But uh, so spring has got the tachyon anomaly, which is players any combination of heroes, which is a really cool idea because there's nothing worse than being like, but I want to be four. Sorry. Lockdown. Yeah, exactly. Um, and yeah, these 
Attack on missiles will be scaled for power levels 1 to 100. Also in spring is the Red Room Takeover, which is you enter the Red Room with new themed harm room content, including new hero outfits. Summer and Beyond. So first up, we've got the Cosmic Cube. New scientist, scientist supreme villain sector. Confront the unchecked power of the Cosmic Cube. Then we've got Wasteland Patrol. New Warzone mission type patrol mode. New war zones and assignments within the Wasteland region. And then the big, the big thing that was the, the, the stinger for this entire Avengers presentation is the War for Wakanda expansion, which will bring Black Panther, new hero outfits, power level cap increase, new villains including Claw, Claw faction enemies, new story, new Wakanda, new outposts. Just like, it's an expansion. It's a proper expansion. It is, yeah. And I think, I, I don't know if it's been confirmed or anything like that, but it's or if it was just a rumor, but this seems like we're, we're going to get a raid as well the rumor did suggest a raid and it, it would make sense yeah so which would be awesome as well um couple of little extra things as well there's going to be like uh at, at certain points i think basically what i heard from some people who w- watched a um like presentation with uh the the lead that the lead dev on the on this on this game I'm blanking on names here, but anyway, <laughs> um, I feel really bad. I'm so sorry. Uh, but yeah, basically these sort of things are going to be things that when they're ready, they're just going to put them out. There's, there's no real date. They're like, when they're done, we'll pull them out straight away, basically. So it's things like Omega level threat missions. So like real like end gamey stuff for people who have been playing for a while and want that extra challenge and extra drive to, you know, keep playing. Um, multiplayer mega hives uh post level 50 progression so a higher level cap uh, and outfits inspired by the marvel cinematic universe which apparently is coming with the red room takeover i have heard that's still so, gonna be really weird because my initial problem is still the faces and like yeah. dressing them up like the mcu marvel characters is just gonna be like even weirder oh absolutely um and also i've heard that the wasteland patrol i think i heard greg miller talking about this because uh, he saw a presentation of that. That's who it was that, was, that saw the presentation. Um, the Wasteland Patrol is like an open area. It's kind of almost like when you go to like a planet in um, Destiny and there's just going to be shit happening at all, all at once sort of thing. You can just go around and just do Yeah, so it's like, constantly. again, patrols, like in Destiny. Exactly. Um, so, which is cool. There's also the other little nugget that came out afterwards. Harkening back mm-hmm. to a little sticker, a little sticker that was on the PS4 copies of Marvel's yes. Avengers, saying that it would include Spider-Man. He is officially yes. formally in development, but not coming before Black Panther. And given that Black Panther is slated for later this year, maybe? Mm-hmm. Distant future. Yeah. Yeah. Early 2022, maybe. Let's, maybe. Who let's, knows? Let's, like, I really, I hope Black Panther hits this year because this game needs him. Yeah, for sure. And he looks fucking awesome in the very short like bit we saw of him. We didn't see him in action or anything like that, but just he just looks fucking Costume looks cool. cool. Like I do like I'm just excited to have Black Panther. And Wakanda, like the very brief like snippet that we saw as well of Wakanda mm. looks phenomenal. And yeah, um, claw and a claw faction, like let's go. Yes. Yeah, like I mean yeah, it's there. I, I I've heard some people say that they think maybe um, much like, I can't remember who else it was, Marvel Heroes or something like that, one of the other games, where they sort of, that team sort of 
underestimated how hard it was to inc- like develop and create uh, and and make new characters to put into the game. I feel like Crystal Dynamics has done the same thing. Where they're just like, oh, we're just going to put a whole bunch of characters in and stuff. And it's like, well, no, we need to make them... Like, there's work that needs to be done in that. And I think I mean, they're sort of like... I do also... I would not be surprised if part of it is just like they didn't expect the game to come out as it did. Like, it came out and it, it had issues. So they literally yeah. had to burn a couple of months sort of, like, fixing those. Like, just yeah. mixing all those little bugs that they had at launch. Like... I get it. I get it. They wanted that PlayStation user base. I don't know if it was Square or if Crystal was on board too, but I do wonder how this game's life would have looked if it had come out in March. Like if it had come out now. Yeah. On next true. gen. Like I just wonder. Having it like. Mm, I don't know, man. I mean, that's a really good point. Because like the game came out, really good campaign, but we both finished it and then we were like, there's other things to play. Like I know. Yep. There's a loot grind, but I'm just not compelled to come back. The new heroes are like like Kate and Hawkeye, which are cool, but they're months away. And then they slipped even further back. Hawkeye was meant to be out, like, you know, late last year. But again, delays, COVID, all these things just sort of held it back. And it's just, it feels like this game, like when it gets there, it's going to be good. It's just got to survive the onslaught of getting there and not go the way of Anthem. I mean, it's, yeah, it, it needs to go division. And not anthem. Yeah, like, basically, that's, that's it. Is it the, the that's what needs to happen? It's at the crossroads, and yeah, I, in, I like I said, I, mean, I I I jumped back into the game for the next gen version, and it's fun and cool, but you you got to worry for it because, like how how expensive do we think this whole thing is with all these heroes being free and these updates so being free? Much. Like like yeah, and like they're like we'll get money back if you want to buy costumes, ha ha ha, or hero cards when the you know the heroes drop. Assuming you haven't spent all your time just stockpiling in-game currency and then buying a hero card the second they drop, like I don't know, man. I gotta I gotta wonder how much it's costing. So I just I want this game to be good. I really do. If only to get to a yeah. point where I could finally play as Captain Marvel. But until well, yeah. until such a time, I will remain dedicated until that happens. I will rem- I will hold the I will carry the torch. I'll believe in it until then. I'm I'm right there with you, man. Like I I still believe. I haven't played that game since I stopped playing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, but I also still believe in that. that I mean, that, hey, that game has good the potential to be good something news. really you're, good. You're only really five hours behind. Done. Sweet. God, I could knock that out. I should. I could knock that out tomorrow after work. Yeah, um, man. And look, if you don't want to do the story, you can just jump into Avengers Initiative and Kate and Hawkeye are right there. Yeah. Done. Don't even need Sweet. to do their story. You can just like jump into war zones with them. No problem. Nah, I definitely want to do that story. Yeah. Want, oh yeah. I want that. I want that sweet, sweet uh, Ashley Birch, uh, Kate Bishop, and the Hawkeye vibes. story stuff seems cool. Like the alternate future yeah. with like Maestro and all that. I'm into it. It's just I haven't been into it enough to actually sit down and do it. Right. Yeah. Uh, another little short one that was another big thing. Another big. This was, another this short was, one was another this big was thing. The biggest thing. <laughs> Yeah, this was the biggest thing. Um, so, Project Athea. Yeah, man. <sighs> now known as Forspoken. So, we got a, an official title. Sure, Forspoken is definitely in like a year's time when Square's like, and we'll also have Forspoken. I'll be like, which game is Forspoken again? Oh, it's Project Athea. Yeah, okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, we had the, uh, the actor for... Uh, Frey Holland. Ella, yeah, 
Yes. So her, her name is Ella Belinska. Yeah. Um, she was just sort of talking about the game, saying she's really excited working on it, and here's a little clip from it, and they showed a whole bunch of... It started with... The, the protagonist hiding behind like uh, like hiding behind cover and a dragon coming through the wall and she goes is that a motherfucking dragon and i was like yeah that's probably the appropriate response for that situation yeah I so feel. it's clearly some sort of like you know in a different world game like you know mm-hmm. protagonist yeah. from one reality in another reality and again people's mileage of that will vary and I, of on, course even for me at that point i was like oh okay and then we have that really overly long title reveal where i was like all right, for spoken. I've got to try and remember that, I guess. And then yeah. we had the actual part of the gameplay that I was like, oh, here we go. Like yeah. showcasing the traversal the game. and maybe oh some combat. God. Like, man. And also really showing off like next gen. Like this is yeah. like, like this is PS5 this and is PC. What games, yeah, this is what games are capable of on a PS5. And it's like, fuck. Oh, mm. holy shit. This looks insane. Like, um, this game, just, there's a really good, maybe I'll link it in the thing. There's a really good video from, again, Michael Damiani from BZ Allies. It sort of goes into a lot of the Project Aphia stuff. But no one, why, where, why this game shouldn't have been here? Like, no one expected it. Like, no. <laughs> Square was no. very clear. They, they, and again, like, I'm not, even with the, the realm of like, oh, a few surprises, it's like, this? It yeah, was so like, exciting to see it. It was. Um, yeah, I, I've sort of been like, had this in the back of my mind since it first got announced as well. I hadn't, I heard, I hadn't even, honestly. I forgot I, about it. The only reason it keeps popping up in the back of my mind is because I watched a lot of kind of funny content and Gary Widow is one of the, like wrote on this game. So like, and because he works with kind of funny quite a lot, they bring it up a lot in their game stuff. And um yeah, it was really funny to see them. Like, I was watching their reactions to um, this whole, like, a little presentation. And at the end of it, I think Tim Geddes was like, I bet you Gary wrote the motherfucking dragon line. And I was like, yeah, you know what? I hope so, too. They tried to call him on the air, but he didn't answer. It was very funny. But, um, yeah, so it's always been, like, anytime I hear Project Atheist, I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember what that is. That's the thing. But, yeah, so Forspoken... 2022 so it's a ways off we didn't see much but yeah what i did see has definitely got me pretty keen yeah like i mean there's dragons involved there's like lots of like fucking just blazing around environments awesome looking traversal and what appears to be fun little like combat like like it looks very like physical with how it attack where you attack and defend and stuff like yeah like using a giant and stuff stuff. Yeah. yeah like crazy i mean man square enix are really settling into their role as a publisher like because this that's the thing that i definitely noticed about this square enix presents this was very much like it felt like square enix west and then along comes forspoken i'm like all right that field much like good lord yeah it's um yeah and it's just showing off like they are willing to just sort of throw shit at the wall and see what sticks their portfolio has range oh yeah Oh yeah, um, which I guess brings us to the final point of how a bit of a tonal shift, I guess, uh, in terms of we, we definitely get to the thing that this entire presentation was built around. <laughs> uh, absolutely, um, and that is the because uh, that was how this whole thing was announced. Was like 
Square Enix doing a Square Enix Presents this week uh, where you'll see the new Life is Strange game and meet the new protagonist. And then the rest of them um, like bullet points like Avengers and yeah, Outriders. Exactly. And <laughs> it was like a, a silhouette games. of the character a silhouette of the character yeah. from the new Life is Strange game and like all this sort of big buzz about it. Which and rightfully so, because, you know, Life is Strange is a big deal. Um but we did find out that the new Life is Strange game is called Life is Strange True Colors. Uh, and it will star a, a young Asian American character called Alex Chen, um, and she has sort of like empath powers. Man, I tell you what, I I felt bad because I definitely immediately laughed. Look, I love Life is Strange, right? Yeah. But if you're sitting there and you're like trying to like self pitch, like, man, what what will the powers of the next Life is Strange protagonist be? Oh, empathy, and then yep. I immediately laughed. I'm like, yeah, imagine having the power of empathy. Yeah, like, <laughs> in this day and age... Like, it's it's I mean, a rarity, like... Fuck, yeah. It's, it's pretty that, on the nose. I don't, I don't know if that's intentional, and I'm really... I, I'm excited to see what I they would, do with it, but I, was, I had to laugh when I saw that. I just did. I would classify it as a uh, as a superpower in this day and age. Yeah, man. Um, but yeah, basically, so this has been developed by Deck Nine, so who were responsible for uh, Life Strange Before the Storm? Yes. Yeah, there we go. Got it. <laughs> I almost said two, and I'm like, no, that's not right. Um, yeah, before the storm, which is, you know, we've talked about on the show before. It is. Um, it is really good. His life is strange. Life fucking... distilled down into a, a, an appropriately sized adventure. Really yes. like it. Uh, uh, and it, it also gives context for stuff that happens in the original Life is Strange. Uh, it's phenomenal. Uh, good. I good thing they're both being remastered to go along with this game, huh? Well, yeah. Uh, okay, we'll touch on that then. It's, as well. it's a really so, quick talking point. We may as well knock it over. Yeah, basically, um, yeah. Life is strange, and life is strange before the storm are getting remastered as a package deal that you could buy the remastered collection. I think it's called. Um, and it's going to be available to purchase individually as well. But if you get the deluxe edition of Life is Strange True Colors, you get that as well, which is you know what, pretty fucking good deal. It's cool, especially because the biggest selling point is that they went back and like mo-capped it like yes i love life is strange but it is full of so many little technical oddities that just hold it back from being better and i'm really yep. excited to see what this new version looks like i will definitely be getting it i think i will too because i think i need to write my wrongs of what i did hey man that's, it's, up to, it's up to everyone man i i made my choice and i'm sticking with it uh, I I feel like I should like just on principle, but also like oh man, there are arguments for each choice, like on especially after Before the Storm. So like, man, yeah, true, it's tough, actually. man. Yeah, I made a selfish um, call. What can I say? So yeah, it, that's that's gonna come alo- uh, along with that deluxe edition or standalone purchase as well. I think they um, they alluded to the fact that maybe the standalone might come later, but we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like they mentioned like later this year, but they did say it would come with yes. the Ultimate Edition. So it says both games will be included. This is on uh, Polygon. Both games will be included in an Ultimate Edition release of Life is Strange True Colors on September 10th, which is the release date for that game, uh, and as a standalone purchases later this year. It is coming so, to Google Stadia, PS4, PS5, Windows PC, Xbox One, Xbox Series X. It is like, it's covering all the platforms except Switch and mobile. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, none of the Life Strange games are on Switch, are they? No, which is, well, it's a, yeah, which is interesting. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, 
Yeah, actually, Pe- very people good were so sure that this would be that we would get it, and we might still like once this remastered version is done, that might be the one they want to sell, right? Yeah, like, why would you exactly. why would you trot out the old Life is Strange and Before the Storm when you're remastering this new version? Like, we'll see. Exactly. I guess. Um, but about Life is Strange Three Colors in general, yes, Alex is an empath, uh, or has you know, the power of empathy, so she can sort of sense when people are feeling strong emotions. Uh, and on paper or saying that out loud, it sounds really dumb, but I don't know. I, I think within the context of a Life is Strange game, I'm like, this actually kind of suits it very well. Um, like it suits that kind of, that kind of paranormal activity sort of, uh, side of things when it comes to the Life is Strange universe. Um what did you think of the trailer? What did you think of the character? What did you think excited, of everything man. about this? I'm excited. It yeah. looks it looks really nice. I mean, the characters still sort of look very much as like Life is Strange too, but the town looks really cool. Mm. The really interesting thing is it's all not not episodic. Whole game at once, September 10th, you get yes. the whole thing. Uh, it will still be broken up into chapters if you want to break it up, but it's just an interesting decision to sort of have it all at once and you'll be sort of able to explore this town freely, which is neat. Um, yes, that's the cool thing. I'm excited about that. Yeah, the empath power seemed really cool, especially like it seems like if they, if she's too exposed to them, they can sort of take over and just cause her to react differently, which should be interesting to see how they integrate that. Uh, honestly, the double-edged sword, the like, thing I'm most excited about, maybe a little worried about, is the inclusion of Steph Gingrich from yes. Life is Strange Before the Storm. First of all, I hope we get to play another D&D game. Fuck yes! Which, I mean, oh I'm, my I'm God. sorry if that if that's a before the storm spoiler, but you should play before the storm and play that D and D game. It's rad. Um, it's so good. But yeah, so she is one of the romance options in this game, and the other one is uh, I think it was your brother's friend, wasn't it? I think so. Yeah, I, forget, I honestly forget his name. I only remember Steph was because I'm like, oh yeah, before the storm. So your it's name like, is burned oh, yeah. in my memory. It's not the only reference to to. to- before the storm and and life is strange and things like that. As I well. mean, I yep. assume I assume we'll have some Chloe dwelling. I mean, we're yes. re- we're remastering the first game in Before the Storm alongside this, and we've got a character yeah. from Before the Storm who is openly queer in that game. Yes, um, and she was she had a crush on Rachel Amber. So I expect yes. some I expect some dwelling, some some flashbacks. I don't want to spoil anything about Life is Strange too, but there are fun things that happen in that game that tie back to Life is Strange 1, and I'm curious to see if there'll be some sort of thing you can do at the start of this game. I'm not sure if they'll be, like, importing, but maybe you can, like, pick some answers to sort of build out your choices from the previous adventures. Um, yeah. So I'm just excited to see what I, sort of surprises come up in this game. I do need to to get around to playing Life is Strange 2. It's it's definitely a, a big hole in my, in my back catalogue that I really need to fill. Um, but I'm very excited for this. Um, I definitely saw that Firewalk poster on the back of the wall of the record store. I'm like, I fucking see you there. Um, yeah, so and I, the thing that really excited me about this is that Alex is a character. She's um, she's a musician. She writes songs and things like that. So I, the, the music side of thing, which has always been a really big part of Life is Strange in general, like the, the licensed music they get for these games is really good stuff the life is strange soundtrack and before the storm as well have some absolutely 
fantastic songs on them. I like, still have, just I have both of those playlists of on my Spotify still. Yeah, they are like they are good playlists just to put on. I used to use them when I was doing like clothes shifts at work, and I was doing like the clothes stuff in the manager's office. That's what I would I put that on. That was like my like nice decompress sort of like music because um, it, and it's all over the shop too it's like different genres and things like that um it's definitely very indie hipstery yeah. vibe as well for I sure i mean it's, but it suits the mood of these games right they're usually always teenagers exactly yeah sort um, of coming of age sort of stories and stuff yeah so I, I i did like to see them actually like incorporate that more it looks like into the narrative of, well, she's of, and the character building of this of this game. So. Yeah, well, we've, we've got a singer who's going to be doing her singing. Yes, voice, so that's yes. exciting. Uh, uh, I do I do wonder maybe if they're, again this is this is super pine in the sky like you know hypothesizing. I wonder if maybe there'll be some song like just original songs that they'll own and then you won't have to mute them on stream. I don't know. That'd be cool. Yeah. So MXM tune is which I'm probably pronouncing that wrong, but that's how I'm reading it. Um, she's doing the. Uh, the performance voice, yeah, there you go. the singing I, I, voice for Alex. Yeah, it's cool. Um, I'm excited, man. September 10th, yeah. I'm very much looking forward to it. Yeah, um, the trailer was really cool too. Got a, a nice little tease of her performing as Alex uh, in, in terms of like singing a song, doing like an acoustic version of Creep by Radiohead. Um, yeah, it's cool stuff. Um, I like the aesthetic. I like the the cover art for it with all the obviously you know, it's true colors. They're gonna have lots of colorful things, but like it looks like the colored powders exploding and stuff like that. I'm like, it's cool. Yeah, well, cause it, it seems like you know, obviously, I mean, it seems obvious when you say it, but like colors will be used to represent the various like emotions that she will engage with. Yeah, I'm I'm in. Obviously, like I play. I think yeah, I, yeah, I played all the Life is Stranger so far, and yeah. even though I didn't like two as much as the first one, I still thought it was pretty solid. And there were definitely mm-hmm. some very interesting things. Man, uh, there's a character in that game that I did did not expect to pop up. And it was so interesting to talk to that character based on my choices from the first game. Um, okay. And if, if that doesn't hook you on being curious enough, then I don't know what will. It really does. I'm going to find time <laughs> to do it. I, think it's, I don't think it's on Game Pass anymore, though. That's the thing. I know. I think it just left, like, I recently. Think it just left in the last, like, six months or so. Because at one point it was all there. Um, but again, well, with, I had with, it downloaded. <laughs> When when this yeah. comes out, like it'll definitely get cheaper again. This this game more than anything reminds me that I never did finish. Tell me why, and I still feel guilty oh, yeah. about it. Didn't finish that I didn't either. Need to go back. That is still on Game Pass, though, isn't it? Because isn't yeah. it? It's an Xbox it's exclusive. exclusive. Yeah. yeah. So that'll 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 live there. So yeah, you've got time. So I can always that. go back to that, but um, that's on my list. <laughs> but yeah, that was the uh, the Square Enix presents presentation that we probably we the best one yet. Week. Honestly, it was pretty good. Agreed. There was like it was a good mix of things. They spent the right amount of time on most things. Um, I'm sure someone out there was excited for Outriders info. Like I'm, I'm sure someone is, but it ain't us. Um, I mean, here's the cool. thing: it Outriders looks cool. I played the demo. I can tell you what's fun. I can tell you my full press was was this isn't very fun. This isn't very fun. Oh, a gun that makes people explode. I'm enjoying this game again. Hello, this is fun. And then they took the gun away from me and I was like, okay, I'm bored again. <laughs> and then I could shoot fire out of my hands. I'm like, okay, I'm back in. But like, not really enough to sort of be like, all right, let's sit down and have like a five, 10 minute breakdown of this game. Like, no, I played the demo. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm across most of it. I'm good. It's like, yeah, I got it. You've watched the trailer. That's it. Like, the trailer did have like a cool grime song in it though. <laughs> very much. I was like, oh, I like this song. Sweet. Um, let's not even get into the fact that people who wanted to cover this 
presentation while like doing watch longs and things we sent like a a press release of like times when you had to mute your stream basically to um avoid copyright such is claims. the life that we live now yeah not great but on to another surprise announcement Kyron. this one was ridiculous like i just woke up one morning like, yeah one morning i was just living my life and then the next morning i wake up and see an announcement that sony and new esports venture rts have purchased evo the yep. fight evolution championship series the world's largest fighting game tournament sony just woke up and i did see a funny tweet being like like sony's hires being like buy something uh, evo <laughs> <laughs> do, we, do we do it <laughs> So obviously with Microsoft yes. like acquiring things, and even right now, like Microsoft's like there's rumors about them acquiring Discord. Discord it's like Sony yeah. being like, we've got, we've got to buy something. We'll get Evo. It's fine. And even then, people were just like, "Hang on a second, <laughs> what? Whoa, what does this mean for all? What does this mean for my favorite fighting game? Like, and uh, like, which, understandably so. Yeah. So the good news is like Evo still platforms very open. There's a really good statement, but I I'm not going to read all the way through it. But um, just a message to the community, just being like, hey, Evo is not really going to change that much. This is more so just like backing. Obviously, Evo had a lot of problems last year between with COVID breaking out and them having to transition to an online tournament and then all the, the fucking disaster around the, the founder, or I forget his name, and probably for the best, yeah, was look, it's allegations like, it's just important. like leveled against him and just being like, wow, yeah. this guy is a monster. It's fine. Yeah. But um, obviously everyone's initial thought, well, first of all, we got dates, right? So August 6 to 8, and then August 13 to 15 will be the two um events held digitally. And the games included will be Tekken 7, I think. Tekken 7 was on PC. Street yes. Fighter Five Championship Edition, Champion Edition is on EVA, like, you know, PS5 or um, PC. Mortal Kombat mm-hmm. Ultimate, uh, 11 Ultimate is the same, and Guilty Gear Strive is the same. So those are the current games they said they will have more information going forward obviously everyone's immediate thought but where's smash card yeah so smash the question of like will smash be there and here's here's a funny thing yeah i guarantee you that sony's like fuck yes we want smash right 100 percent. it pulls in the numbers we've got a a statement from nintendo which i'll read their statement which is everyone's just like oh so Nintendo has enjoyed engaging with fans at past Evo tournaments. Not entirely true if you talk to Smash Bros. <laughs> and which the show organizers the best with their new venture. We will continue to assess Evo and other opportunities as we plan for future online and offline Super Smash Bros. tournament activity. Now, let's be realistic here. Like, I think even Nintendo knows. Nintendo must be aware that if they participate at Evo this year, they have to be online, which means they have to have this that smash ultimates online on the biggest stage like they don't want that i don't yep. think so i think uh, they'll very happily sit this one out and also too like the way that they they'll frame it they won't frame it in the fact of like oh, our online is garbage it'll oh, no, be no, no, no. Oh, it'll be it'll be maybe not entirely a swing but it'll be like a, a slight poke at sony not being cooperative with cross crossplay things i don't I, even i i, I don't yeah, even think i'll say that i always think i'll say that due to circumstances smash won't be there and yeah exactly everyone's just be like okay because it's online like i've played smash ultimate online it's not very good <laughs> it's not it's not um, unless you're hardwired in and even then not great and if you live close um, to one another <laughs> yeah very true uh yeah but this is this is 
crazy. I don't, I, it is a big deal, but I don't think it's like the earth shattering, like no. things will be different going forward. Like it's just sort a of thing. Evo's got money behind it now, right? Evo. Exactly. And Evo was already, was going to be facing an uphill battle to come back from COVID and the, like the allegations that, you know, they've now sort of sullied their name. Mm-hmm. Um, so and being over, overseen by Sony and yeah, like you said, having that money there, and also too, like this gives uh, it, it was already a chance for like you know a lot of like the fighting game community stuff uh, or the fighting games in general to have like big announcements and reveals and things. Yeah, absolutely. At Evo as well. So this is great for Sony as well. It, it's yeah, it seems like a bit of a win-win situation. I mean, here's the really. thing, right? Like this isn't that surprising. Like every morning I wake up because I obviously um, follow PlayStation on Twitch. Every morning I wake up and they're basically just doing fighting game tournaments, like. They're always yep. show, like broadcasting Mortal Kombat stuff. I'm like, this sort of makes sense given the focus yeah. they've been having. Um, it's just cool. It's cool to see like again, Evo's always been legitimate. Like it's been on TV and all sorts of stuff. But mm-hmm. it's just cool to know that it's still gonna be here. Like it's gonna stick mm-hmm. around. Because I think there was a lot of concern that maybe it would go away. And yeah, it's good to see it's gonna hang out. Gonna it's gonna live on. Not sure how like I'm really curious about a digital event, but hopefully next year when, you know, vaccinations are sort of rolled out and things are a bit more like they were we can get uh-huh. a cool physical event because they're nothing like an evo man like a full full yeah. powered evo was just electric yeah the hype in that room is um it's insane cool boy. <laughs> um you mentioned like talking about evo living on let's talk about another sony area that's not going to live on anymore well uh, it's a rumor, but like it doesn't. Uh, okay, look, it hey, lines look, up, right? Give give me the segue, Kyron. God, that was a perfect segue. Oh boy. Anyway, I had to, uh, I had so, to clarify. I don't want to say. I want to. I want to be coming on. This is definitely happening. Just, uh, you want to be. Uh, you don't want to be brought into any sort of. Um, we don't have corrections, so I've got to correct. <laughs> That's true. Okay, fair enough. Anyway, the PlayStation Three, PlayStation Vita stores. And PSP as well, I think it's included in that. Yeah, it's basically uh, yeah, included. Yeah. Um, uh, are all closing for good. Um, yeah, so the rumor, su- the rumor has come out. <laughs> the rumor suggests that PSP and PS3 stores will close on July 2nd and the Vita store will stay open until August 27th. After those dates, gonna be, those stores will be basically shut down. So you're yep. going to be able to buy games or DLC from either store. And there's no. already people just being like, so wait, if the stores are gone, can I download games? Like, can I re, can I access my library and download them? Because that's huge. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and there are a lot of, there are so, like some big name things on, especially like things like the Vita and stuff that. There are things that will die there. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, and there are alternatives for how to, to access those, I guess, in a way. But because if, if we're talking about like, I mean, it's a Crisis Core is PSP though, wasn't it? Crisis Core is trapped on PSP. It is yes. only on PSP on UMD. So like, you know, there wasn't. You no, know, you know what the justification is? It's like, oh, but you've got Ever Crisis coming, so you can just experience which we, which we now know as a gotcha. Exactly. Just not as so, just not as toxic of a gacha as we first can like were concerned. Exactly. Yeah. But um, yeah. It's like th- that's that's the justification. It's like well that we've got that there that that covers that base, which yeah. I don't think is. I mean, I have yeah. to wonder if, if Square's like, hey man, what the fuck? 
Yeah. But at the same time, I really, you know, I don't think anyone was buying Crisis Core in the last few weeks. I mean, maybe they were. Like, I'm sure they are now because Um, that game's about to stop existing, essentially. Uh, Yeah. And the one that gets me the most, like, especially because the possibility of it ever being re-released seems so uncertain at this point is the digital version of Persona 3, like both of them. So Persona 3 yeah. FES is on the PS3 as a, as a sort of PS2 classic that you can download. Or on PSP slash Vita, you can download Persona 3 Portable. But mm-hmm. once, once these stores go away, that's sort of it for them. And that game is, I don't want to say special, but like, People always talk about how they're going to, if they do eventually sort of re-release that, how do you do it? Like, do you sell FES or do you sell Portable, which has like the female protagonist and um, like new, but like, so this is the thing that gets me, right? (laughs) This is a a slight Persona 3 derail. I hate in Portable that it's literally just, it's more visual novel and, you know, you move around from menus, not by exploring the areas, but positive side being that you have full party control which is right right persona 3 fes don't have full party control but you do have the rest of a persona experience and fes is sort of like a new epilogue which your mileage will vary with not everyone likes it and that i'm not i can't say i'm crazy about it either but it's amazing how much i would miss just walking around the areas um yeah and like portable shows that you can give us a female protagonist why don't you just have a gender swap. Of, mm. Basically, what you're trying to say here is we need like a, a super mega ultimate edition that combines Base, the Persona the 3. We, we need a worlds. remake, man. We need a remake, like because it seems really difficult to remaster either one of these and be and make people happy. I mean, what if that was? Don't. It wouldn't be Persona Six, but like, but what if that was what they were to do next? What is that was the next big Persona release was like a remake of three. If only, but I just, I just um, don't know, man. <laughs> it's Atlas. Yeah, like, like we're in the 25th anniversary of Persona. Um, I'm sorry I Persona derailed us again. It just happens when Persona comes up. Oh, you know I love a good Persona but derail. That was don't the, get, when, don't, I, when I saw yeah. this story, that was one of the first things I thought. I'm like, crap, I better make sure I still have Persona 3 on my PS3. My PS3 is not plugged in. No. But if I ever want to go back to it, it is currently the easiest way because I don't think my PS2 reads discs anymore. Um, and I do have a copy. That, I do have a PS2 copy of Persona 3 on my shelf. It's just, again, without a working PS2, it's a real pain in the ass. And my PS3, yep. not backwards compatible because it's one of the newer ones. Well, that's... Okay, so here's the thing that, like, you know, back you mentioned backwards compatible and, like, this is the big... This is the exact opposite direction Xbox is going. Oh, like they've just gone so far. They're essentially like walking, like they're at a duel and they've turned around to walk paces in the other direction, but they just kept going. <laughs> Instead <laughs> of turning and firing at each other, they just kept going in the opposite I guess direction. In their, in their defense, man, Sony always said they believed in generations and I guess this is the definitive proof. <laughs> yeah, but it's like... Yeah. But why? But why? In this day and age when, when you can clearly see that how much of a success and how popular and and uh, like the backwards compatibility stuff is has been on xbox and and all those sort of um the, that those sort of um ecosystems and to a lesser extent nintendo um Look, nintendo needs to get that shit together as well don't even get me started. they absolutely they absolutely do but they've taken a better step than sony have right now um have they man have they what, 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 slightly 
What were the last games you got on your NES Classic, <sighs> your NES Entertainment System? Uh, look. Exactly. Some, yeah, something. <laughs> the, I honestly, I don't remember hey, the names either. I don't need to care anymore. They put Stunt Race FX on there, so that's fine. I mean, they I don't care at all because they have Super Metroid, so they don't need anything exactly. else. <laughs> yeah. Stunt Race F- I played Stunt Race FX for 15 minutes, and I was like, ah, nostalgia, and I, and I put it down. And never went back. And <laughs> never went back because it is hard to go back to. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't know. I just – I am I mean, I guess it's a good time to remind that it's – this is not confirmed, but, like, there's whispers, and it makes sense. Those consoles are old and could totally see Sony just pulling the plug on them. Very interesting. Again, this this could be nothing. This is a patent, so it could mean absolutely nothing. This patent popped up recently, like actually yesterday recently. Um, right. Sony's looking to create a method of awarding trophies in older games that don't have them via emulation. Now, hmm. that's just that's just interesting timing of like a rumor and a patent popping up that could allude to Sony maybe considering emulation i would not get my hopes up either way no but we'll have, we'll not have to watch soon. and see what happens over the next few months yeah but it, it is a little bit of a bummer we, this episode's been all over the shop we've been up and down up and down up and, up and down. down it's a roller coaster Ooh. it's fine it is a roller coaster um shall we get into some speculation to finish things off sure i mean we we, we were sort of speculating then but um we've got i mean yeah let, let's let's keep let's keep the tune this is positive on. speculation yeah let's keep the tinfoil hats on so over the last, oh, what, six months, really? It's been probably in the last like month or two. It's, it's been, been bubbling. Really, like, it's rampant. been bubbling yeah. beneath the surface. Um, there's been reports of a new model of uh, Nintendo Switch kicking about or in in the uh, developmental stages. Uh, and we got some new information this week. Uh, that's funny, right? Because it's fire to those flames. It, it's sort of been building, but we haven't, we haven't brought it up because it's like, well, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. But like, it just, it just keeps coming. It keeps getting more concrete. This one, this, this newest update is from Bloomberg. Mm. And it just seems like there's something, right? There's got to be, I mean, where, where there's smoke. Yeah. And it, it all, it all just seems way too convenient in terms of like things that have been announced, things that haven't been announced, how things can handle certain things. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Like the, the biggest question is just the fact that with the new consoles, Nintendo is left in the dust, right? Yeah. They can only coast, and again, as someone who loves indie games and plays quite a lot of them and all that stuff, they can only coast on that for so long, really. Um, so the, the the whole, the, the big draw card to a, like a new Switch is the fact that it should be able to output in 4K uh, when docked and plugged into a TV. Which I mean, I I wouldn't expect that in handheld mode for sure. If it could do that, then whew, holy shit, um, that would be an expensive machine. But uh, yeah, when it's docked, you know, some maybe maybe it's a revision to the dock that maybe able to unlock a little bit more power. Um, well, because the but- rumors suggest that we'll use like Nvidia's newest thing, like deep learning super sampling or DLSS. Yes. Which I don't know much about, but I was watching a video before that sort of des- described how it sort of just supercharges okay, so- low res things. Yeah, so basically, um, Polygon here said, put simply, it allows a video card to render a game at lower internal resolution, reducing the load on the GPU. 
as it uses NVIDIA's AI algorithm to generate a reconstructed image that looks as good as, or in some case better than, um, the game rendered at native resolution. That I'm like, oh yeah, that makes sense. I, yeah. In a way, I kind of get that. You're sort of like bypassing having to have like beefy hardware by this magic. So, and I mean, the Switch is already pretty magic as it is, so I believe it. It's yeah, fine. like, I mean... Yeah, Nintendo's got to do something, right? Because they're going to be yeah. left behind. Um, they, they've got their exclusives, but fr- currently that slate, very quiet. Mm-hmm. We've got a Pokemon Snap, we've got a Zelda port, and we've got a Zelda sequel TBA, and mm-hmm. a Metro sequel TBA, and Bayonetta mm-hmm. TBA, mm-hmm. Um, Pokemon remakes, yep. a, a new Pokemon game early yep. next year, hopefully. Sometime, yeah. Just like heaps of like, like, it's coming. It's like, okay. And I know it's tough, right? Because that's not that's not enough. Because Nintendo was definitely the company that's going to be the person that goes, it is coming in 2022. It's coming in summer 2022. It is coming in November 2022. But it's like, they like to, and I really do appreciate it. They like to zo- like focus in. They just look at, they obviously look at the game, how it's going. And they give yep. the windows that feel appropriate. But also it's just like, well, but what's coming? Like, yeah, exactly. It, it sets expectations about like, you know, well, you should have something. And also There's, they've coasted on Animal Crossing for the last year. They have. Uh, and I think that well's starting to run a bit dry, even though they still, it's still getting supported. And Oh, it paid off. Those sales very were crazy. Healthy, yeah. There are, it's very healthy, like, um, like install base as well. Um, but apparently, so the other rumors about this new switch, it's going to have a seven inch OLED screen with 720p resolution. Uh, Which is so funny, like, uh, people being like, 720p, but I want 1080. Yeah. And, and to which everyone is just like, mostly I was I was reading I was reading Jeff Grubb's tweets about this. It's just yeah. like, but why? <laughs> yeah. It's a tiny it's, screen. It, 1080p yeah. is going to just kill the battery instantly. Uh, why don't just go for 720? Like, come on, let's be reasonable yeah. here. That's it. Like, yeah, 720 is fine. It's fine. It's fine. It it's a tiny fine. screen you need looking at and, like, you want battery. Yep. You don't want it to die 100%. instantly. That's yeah, it. Battery is way more important than like you know, than having it look oh, fucking four K on my in my hands. It's like that's dead. not why I bought. <laughs> that's not why I bought a Switch. Like, well, look, you know look I mean? at this game's intro video in four K. Ah, oh, my Switch is dead. Cool. I gotta plug my charging. Hang on, let me get my USB C charger. Yeah, yeah, I don't know, man. Like, I do think, I think we're getting towards something, right? Nintendo need they need some sort yeah. of new hardware. Mm-hmm. Um, even just a refresh, not a, not a full new revision but just like definitely a refresh of sorts and the thing is we know that they're not it's not past nintendo like they've done this before they've done this before oh yeah like uh, how many 3ds's did they release like specifically like like they do it for handhelds and i know the switch is like a hybrid but it is a handheld as well (laughs) exactly yeah i mean and, and and the things that they upgraded in those handhelds were performance-based things as well especially yeah, you, towards you, the like the, the new 3ds xl yeah. or whatever was a big step up in because yeah usually, usually they're pretty power. minor but the new 3ds was the big one and it had mm-hmm. exclusive games but exactly. not many but um yeah yeah i i think yeah sometime soon we're gonna start we, we well, have to hear something about this because I, guess, I think it's it's inevitable now nintendo kills mario and fire emblem shadow yeah. dragon next week so from we'll the see, ashes we'll see what we happens after switch. that yeah. we'll see what follows next yeah, that's that, that they sacrificed Mario to, yeah, man. to for this for this for Nvidia's 
AI algorithm. Who knows? Maybe for, once yeah. Mario was finally dead, they can officially talk about Zelda's 35th anniversary. <laughs> very true. Very true. Well, I don't know about you, but I feel like that's an episode. Kyron, what do you reckon? I think you're right, Joel. Yep. All right. Take us home then. As always, thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Dialogue Options Podcast. We do appreciate you lending your ear for us to rant and ramble into, uh, even if it's based on speculation. We can't help ourselves. We love it. Uh, if you want to throw us any support, you can find us across social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, where we are just Dialogue Options. And of course, whatever podcast platform you listen to us on, any sort of reviews or sh- thumbs up or shares or stars you can give us definitely make all the difference. As for our individual accounts, you can find me on Twitter, where I am at LemonManX, where most recently my tweet was was me lamenting the fact that I do not have an iOS device. Oh, and yes. I keep seeing more and more and more come out for Mistwalker's Fantasian, which is a new JRPG for Apple Arcade made by Sakaguchi himself, the creator of Final Fantasy, with mm-hmm. music by Nobuo Umatsu himself famous final fantasy composer i was gonna say you could say the creator of music for final the, fantasy the, the final fantasy composer <laughs> yeah. no offense, like there's heaps of quality ones who have come in since but yeah come on he's a legend and yeah. combined with its cool like handmade diorama environments and it looks very cool super jrpg oh man i just want to play it but yeah i don't have an ios device and this is apparently, so part one's coming out soon, and it's apparently yep. 20 to 30 hours long, and there's Ooh. a part two coming. I'm like, but I want it, but I yeah. I, can, I cannot have. Where can I find you, Joel? Uh, you can find me at Jolly Mac, where the last thing I tweeted was, uh, I'm finally sitting down to watch Evangelion Neon Genesis. I've watched bits and pieces here and there over oh the years. It's time. It's time. How far are you? Have you watched much? I have watched, I've watched three episodes. Um, Only three, I, uh, man. Come on. Yeah, like three or four. Yeah, I haven't had time, man. I just haven't had time. Uh, like, I, I, and those those three or four episodes were when Griffin was having a nap one day, and I felt I wasn't feeling guilty about not doing anything. So I, that's that's why I why I watched those. You've got to uh, at least get to episode eight. Okay. All right. You've got to get to get episode there. eight, man. By the next episode, I will get gotten to episode eight. Neon Genesis um, Evangelion episode eight, Oscar Strikes. You've got to get to that episode. Right. Okay. Okay. I understand now. See, that's the thing. I have like a very basic knowledge of stuff, but <laughs> yeah. I don't have the connecting tissue to it all. I'll be but so in- interested to see how you go with when you've got the connecting tissue. Okay. Poor boy. Um, and yeah, I'm going to do it right. I'm going to watch the series and I'm going to watch the the movies and the rebuilds and and hopefully the death and rebirth and end of evangelion and the rebuilds yep i want to be i want to be ready for the inevitable release like like western release of of um what is it 3.0 evangelion 3.0 plus 1.0 thrice upon a time thank you there we go Uh, i want (laughs) to watch it so badly but i cannot i must only live in suffering <laughs> Carefully, um, but, like walking around the internet, being like, "No spoilers here, right?" I'm pretty, I'm pretty good. I think I saw one. I'm hoping I didn't. I guess oh, I'll find out when I watch the movie. It. Like fingers in your ears. Like you'll know. Like when we're watching a movie, if something happens, and I'm just like, "Fuck, fuck," <laughs> <laughs> you'll know that oh, that was boy. the spoiler I had. Oh boy. Um. But yeah, the only other thing I've tweeted since the last time we we recorded an episode is uh. 
Uh, I want a Maxi Bond limited edition Maxi Bond hoodie. Have you got it yet? Uh, I have. It arrived. Uh, and when we stop recording, I will show you it. Excellent. Um, it's a little bit snug, but it's, it's, I mean, it's free and it's fucking dope. Like literally we heard about the competition and Ash was, she's like, I bought a couple of maxi bonds. I was going to try and enter the competition and try and win one for you as a surprise. And I was like, I had already seen the competition. I was going to go get some. And she's like, I can't find the codes. So hot tip. If you do want to win one, the packages aren't marked. It's just normal packaging. There's no signage up for it. You just have to know about the competition. And when you open the package, it's like laser etched in. So it's like silver on silver, basically. So you've got to try and hold it in the right light. Clean it down, give it a wipe down, and then look on the uh, the, the packaging. That's the hot tip for to finding get a, the To code. get a Maxi Bon hoodie. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, they've got like a thousand of them to give away. And I was like, I finally found it. I was like, oh, here's the code. And she's like, where? And I showed her. And she's like, oh, I was like, well, I'll enter it here. Literally the one I just bought, because I bought another two that night. Bought it, got it home, found the code, eating the Maxi Bond. I'm like, yep, sweet. Chuck the code in the website and it pops up. It's like, congratulations, you've won a Maxi Bond hoodie. And I was like, fucking first go. First I, go. I Literal first go. I don't want to be that guy. But man, you really burned that lock on a hoodie, didn't you? I did, didn't I? Not, on a not, Maxi not, Bond hoodie. Not right? like a, but, one of those boxes of Doritos that can win you a PS5. Fuck. <laughs> I haven't bought Doritos. It's fine. You, gotta, you, get, you get a cool hoodie, though, right? It'll I'll keep you warm. Cool. Fine. It'll keep me warm in my PS5-less house. Anyway, that's all I've been tweeting about, Karen. Oh, man. All right, Ben. Well, in that case, I'll let a wonderful theme song see us out, and we will catch you guys next time. Options podcast.